the works of Dr. Seuss have sparked a love for reading in generations of students. His whimsical wordplay and curious characters inspire children to dream big. President Barack Obama. It's not two weeks later, folks, and we're right back to this goddamn double standard question. Like, if it was wrong then, it's wrong now, or if it's wrong now, it was wrong then. And we're not talking hundreds of years ago with slaves running around going, well, we just don't know any better, and if we do, we don't know how to fix it. We're talking about a goddamn children's book a couple months ago. Well, that's a little disingenuous. It's cut several years ago, but for real. It feels like whenever there's a time or a crisis at hand where we can move some cultural needle forward, we go to insanity to do it instead of just doing it when it pops up organically and you can get the whole world behind you. Disney is probably one of the gold standards on how to handle this because they do it like everyone else. They see the writing on the wall. They go, hey, y'all, this whole Song of the South ride in... Um, Splash Mountain is going to get rethemed to a ethnic princess with the frog tail, princess and toad tail. And it's going to be a great shift and it's going to have the swampiness, but it's also going to have the culturalness and it's going to be great and we're going to do it and you didn't even see it coming and we've already fixed it. Guess what? Splash Mountain's still there. I think they scrapped every plan of it. The point was they got ahead of it. They they wrote it out and said, look, we know something's off. We're going to fix it. And they never did. Translate that to um, Dr. Seuss. Tell me why these books couldn't have quietly went off the shelves for a weekend and then replaced with the exact same book, with the exact same moral thought, just with some artwork changed or with a page missing or some hey, this is how culture goes. You know, these books are not what we once thought and we can all get behind some sort of revision. But the whole burn it off the face of the earth and letting every satire political pundit out there make whoever's doing this look like a bunch of book-burning Nazis is, is hilarious and almost true. And almost is, you know, take that with a grain of salt. I'm not saying at some point Disney is not going to change that ride, but just the way that they handled it was very cool and calm with the pulling of the movie and the conversation about the ride. And there's no one that's waiting in line and protesting on Disney property or in Disney parks to get that ride, that ride torn down. So something to consider as far as, you know, what actually people are outraged about. And when you have a former president not that long ago praising these books as a first African-American president, I wonder how uh, how outraged are people really? That's always going to beg the question, though, who's in control of your culture and how does it even happen? Like, you can go back for hundreds and thousands of years and see people doing the same thing over and over and over again. And then all of a sudden... With the, uh, I don't want to pin this all on a company, but with like the invention of the assembly line, people started working machine shifts and the idea of a product to a person for the sake of a, you know, an economy or a job or all of that stuff, we immediately went into little products, little, little merchandising things that absorbed products and that companies rose up 
and are now the richest people on the planet to literally sell you products. I'd love to think it's just an innocent unfolding of events from Henry Ford to Elon Musk, but deep down, if I can put on my tinfoil hat, um, I feel like there's some other push to make people do and think a certain way, and it doesn't seem to always be with business. It seems to be more with your your government. And for whatever reason, both sides seem hell-bent on slamming their fucking opinion down your throat. I mean, yikes. I will always pick the side that allows me to still have my opinion the most. Okay? That's what side I'm on. The side that'll still allow me to learn and have my opinion the most. Not to the point of my opinion affecting anyone else's life. So hypothetically, if I had an opinion that everyone should keep their fingernails a certain length or cut their hair a certain way or believe a certain thing, I would want the freedom to think and believe my thought without the need or desire to push that on anyone else, which gets us back to the point of this whole thing. This is not some political rant or some political podcast for that reason. I'll talk about it for sure, but what I'm sitting here trying to figure out is this deeper mental call it what you want, satanic pull to force people to comply. And if that's happening to run rampant in government, then that's where I'm going to talk about it. But I tell you what, it is the most blatant displays of crazy double standard life. It almost feels like we're living in a simulation. And I'm going to go through a couple of examples. So I'd like to remind you of something. I don't know where you were on June 25th, 2018, but Representative Maxine Waters from the great state of California, um, over a matter of great importance to her, which I will remind everyone in a minute what it was. I'd first like to read the quote. Let's make sure we show up wherever we have to show up. And if you see somebody from that cabinet, Trump's cabinet, in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and create a crowd. No instructions given. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore. Anywhere. Sounds pretty uh, definitive. Sounds pretty call to action-y to me. Um, I don't know how you call a crowd and push back on people without some sort of verbal or physical violence of some kind. So that's a huge freaking thing that a party told their own followers to do to another party that I feel like was almost chanted in the streets at the time for the sake of the the political climate at the time, which closely dovetails with uh, Chaz and out west where there was complete and clear complacency for violent action but it was totally like hey things gotta burn because things are bad and that's just how it gets you know blank and whether you believe that or not it's still an opinion like it's an opinion that Trump won the election and it was stolen and it was Trump's opinion and other people's opinions that that believed it with him. But it was purely that. And Trump stood up and said, I have an opinion. 
And so did Maxine Waters. Maxine Waters is not the president, and I get all that, and I understand that we were talking about um, something different. We weren't talking about an election and a, you know, something like that. But what we were talking about was kids being separated at the border. That's what Maxine was so stressed about at the time, and rightly so, if if what you were being told up front was true. That statement sure didn't age well. Let's get in other people's faces for separating children at the border. Well, that's still happening, Maxine. Still. Like, there's jokes about it on the internet about it still happening. And the cages. All the same thing. Still happening, going on. No outrage. No call to take Biden's cabinet out in public and create a crowd and push back on them, which is incitement if I've ever heard it. And that double standard becomes very dangerous. It's so easy to get in the weeds on all of this, but the moral of the story is, why is the outrage not consistent? Why is something wrong across the board? And that's assuming that the kids that were being separated were was something that was wrong. Because the way, if you look deeper into it, at least in my personal little shitty research, it's that the phrase should have been, these children were separated from the adults that they came with. When you say they're families, it implies that these are their, 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 their children, their birth children, their blood children, that in a lot of cases they may be. But most of the ones that are being separated are coming over with people that aren't their parents, usually intending to harm them or to look innocent enough to get over the border. And, it's, and that's just a small little part of the big picture. But what's fed to us here in, in, in Hollywood America is these kids. You know, you have kids. Everyone immediately thinks of their kid. They're being separated. Why don't I want to take my kid? And they're putting them in cages. Well, these cages must... And it's like, you know where they came from? You know where they're headed? This is just a, a waypoint. And it's like hilarious because if anyone paid attention, the Obama administration handled it the exact same way. And rightly so, they did it the right way. I was in favor of it, not favor, but understood it then, and I understood it when Trump continued it, and I understand it when Biden's doing it. But where is this loud, screaming sound in the background that the media is making me think is out there? I'd love to, I mean, I hear it, but I don't. I feel like I'm getting fed something. I feel like there's this this pull in one direction, and God, if it doesn't remind me of every religion I've ever heard of. And you can't tell me it's not a religion. Like, there's some argument with science where you can kind of say, hey, this is what the facts say. But with this whole political thing with the left and the right, it is totally a religion. I mean, they write the news cycle. These are the same fucks that wrote the Bible. And I have more reason to believe that these modern guys have uh, don't have my uh, best intentions in mind. Not that I think the old ones did, but for God's sake, like, you're equally being manipulated. You have to know that at some point. Like, none of this is coming out from any pure source it's all from some religious text with a news name above it if you're following these things it's like following these religious leaders so many people laugh at these religious fucks on the internet and whatnot but these dudes sitting in suits at desks are literally the same thing they're they're so the same thing it's embarrassing to anyone uh looking on who, who knows better that goes oh my god you see what they're trying to do here, right? And I say all this to ultimately say, if everyone had the mindset that maybe all the bullshit you witness 
and all of the compelling need for someone to comply. And if you don't, we're going to banish you and all this gnawing at your throat is literally the same thing as the religions that we all look on in many different countries and go, God, these poor people are being suppressed by this thought. Well, we're seeing it today and it's called something different. It's the religion of politics. And if you're that close to it enough to have an opinion so strongly that you're banishing people out of your life or blocking them on Facebook or even hearing what I'm saying now and getting your feathers just ruffled up about it, well, well look uh, look at your religion and see how it's making you feel. Um, maybe it's not everyone around you, especially when you're being incited to think and feel a certain way. Uh, don't underestimate the power of suggestion. The power of suggestion, folks. And don't underestimate being happy. Jesus, Christmas. Good God, there's so many things to celebrate life and celebrate the good things that are actually happening because God knows there is enough negative and enough things to break your heart if you choose to focus on them and choose to open those boxes.